Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. Episode number 305, hope everybody had a good week out there, and uh, we have a manager. Yes, Mickey Calloway, 42, was named as the manager of the New York Mets. He replaces, of course, Terry Collins, becomes the 21st manager in team history. Uh, he was named just the other day in between the playoffs and the World Series. Here we go. And uh, w- welcome to uh, this episode, the new manager episode of Mets Musings. Yes, Mickey was named manager, so uh, we are now in the hunt for a bench coach, a pitching coach, and who knows what else. We, we think we have a third base coach, probably need a bullpen coach if Ricky Bonus decides to leave, uh, but we have step one. We have the manager. Mets acted very quickly. This is the guy they wanted, apparently. They interviewed uh, a few guys, including Kevin Long. We thought Kevin Long was going to get the job, but apparently uh, Mickey Calloway came in and bowled them over, and they were very happy um, with him. And the only thing was, uh, would he accept or not? And you know, we know that they uh, do not like to pay the managers, uh, especially the Wilpons, but. Uh, he accepted. He's excited to be here, and uh, we're happy to have him. It seems like a good pick. He was the pitching coach for the Cleveland Indians under Terry Francona. Francona hired him after one meeting as well, uh, originally, and uh, look, he had to learn a thing or two from Francona, who's considered by many to be one of the top managers in the game, and of course he is, so... Uh, Mickey Calloway is here, and uh, we are glad to have him. And I, I think overall, I think it's a good pick. Look, the way the game is going nowadays, where um, uh, the managers don't have a lot to say anymore, it's a partnership with the uh, analytics crew and the general manager and, and everything like that. And this is the trend. Uh, just look at the other side of the town where the Yankees today fired Joe Girardi, who was there for 10 years, but he's more of an old school guy. And that's not what these teams want anymore. They don't want the old school guys that use, uh, uh, hunches and whatnot. They want to uh, go by the book, and I don't think it's good for the game, but we'll see what happens. But uh, Mickey Calloway is in as the Mets manager, and uh, we'll see how he works out. He seems like an enthusiastic guy, seems like a good guy, seems like he has good communication skills, should get through to the players, especially some of the younger players. 
and uh, hopefully it all works out. And, and let's face it, the whole key is keeping everybody healthy, especially the pitching staff. And with a pitching coach uh, coming in as a manager, and they'll, they'll have to bring in a pitching coach that shares his philosophy, of course. Uh, but maybe his handling of the bullpen will be a little bit better because he, he knows pitchers. As I said, he was the pitching coach in Cleveland, and he'll just uh, be better all around, hopefully, uh, working with the pitchers. The key is going to be to hire a very good and strong bench coach to help him with the rest of the game. That's what's going to be key in this point. No idea who would be interested in that job. Be nice to get a former manager. But who knows what, uh, you know, we haven't heard anything at all about that. So we'll have to see. It, it could be a chance that Tim Tuffle comes back. Though, to be honest, I don't think he's the best choice, but he has been a loyal soldier. So you never know in the Sandy Alderson regime um, what what uh, could be the, uh, the outcome of this. But... Um, as I said, uh, that's the big news of the week is that that uh, Mickey Calloway is the manager of the Mets. And we got a voicemail from our good buddy Jeff in Long Island, and he, he's got a, a little comment about this choice as well. So let's go right to that and take a listen. Hey, Gary. Jeff from Long Island here. So, Mickey Calloway, I'm glad my went out of their comfort zone to hire a new manager. Also happy he has a pitching background, and the report says that he's able to communicate with the entire team. Well, that, that's a plus. Hope they hire a strong bench coach so they can bounce off ideas and strategy off each other, like maybe not hitting into the shift. Hey, I'm also glad that they did not go with the first set of names of the managers, like Chip Hales, Bob Guerin, and many actors of the world. I'm sure they are fine baseball men, but you can't see them managing the Mets. My preference, as you know, would have been either now uh, would have been the hire either the, the now Tigers manager Ron Gardenhire or maybe Jose Kendo or Joe McEwing. They have met ties. Maybe it's good they got someone from outside the organization to bring a, a new perspective to the clubhouse. Hey, Terry Francona hired him after one interview, and Francona knows what he's doing. But we all know that, that good player makes good managers and great players make great managers. The Mets need to get their stud pitchers healthy and last for an entire season. Get a back for third base and a good defensive player for second base as they need to be strong up the middle. Then let's see what kind of manager Mickey Callaway can be. Anyway, let's give him a chance and see what he can do, and let's go Mets. Speak to you later. And thanks very much, Jeff, for checking in. And I know you're probably watching online right now. Yep, he is. Uh, so uh, thanks for calling in. And really appreciate it. And you hit it right on the money there. They, they, they've got to get a bat for third base. They've got to improve that situation. We, we don't know about David Wright, but they have to move ahead with that. So they have to prepare for him not playing. Um, and and one of the, I thought, one of the, the, the guys they would give a chance to was uh, cut just the other day. Well, not cut, but he was removed from the 40-man roster. And that was Philip Evans. And I thought he really had a shot uh, based on what he's shown in in a small sample at the end of the year. But uh, 
they removed him for the 40-man roster. He did clear waivers, so he will be outrighted to Las Vegas or Syracuse, wherever they're playing AAA next year, I would guess. Um, but uh, he is off the 40-man roster, as, as well as Eric Goodell, um, Tyler Pill, and there's, uh, to, uh, Wilma Becerra, and one other person whose name escapes me at the moment. Uh, of course, the other big news coming out of the Mets camp today is that Tommy Malone, yes, remember Tommy Malone? He has opted for free agency. <sighs> I don't know what we're going to do without the left-handed power arm of Tommy Malone, who came in and pitched a couple of uh, good innings and then got hurt and was out and uh, did not return to form, so... Uh, I, I'm making fun, but he did. Uh, he came in a tough situation. They signed him. They brought him in and threw him in there. And uh, he actually did pitch a couple of good innings at the beginning. Then I think the first and second game he pitched, he was pretty good. And then uh, just went all south. But uh, he's opted for free agency. He won't be back. Uh, Newsday is reporting that the Mets are certain to pick up Estrubu Cabrera's $8.5 million option for 2018. He has been vocal about a desire to return to the team next season. I love this team, he told reporters back in August. We've got good talent now, young guys, and they're learning a little, but it's going to be a good team next year if everybody stays healthy. Of course, this is the same Cabrera who requested a trade uh, in uh, July, I think it was. When um, when they asked him to move from shortstop, so now he wants to come back. So uh, I guess it's like I always say: you never burn your bridges because it's <laughs> there's only thirty teams. So you know you burn your bridge. You don't know if you're ever going to have to come back. If you're ever looking for a job, so um, <laughs> you know, uh, be smart about what you say. And uh, I don't know. He just got uh, a little, uh, I guess he got a little emotional there and uh, wanted to trade. And now he doesn't want, he wants to come back. And uh, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I don't really know if it's a good choice, to be honest with you. He's got a $2 million buyout. A lot of people say he's worth it to bring him back. Uh, but uh, I, I still think I would lean towards bringing back Reyes over Cabrera, if they're going, if it's, you know, if that's the choice, I think I would tend to go for Reyes because he seems to be better with the younger players. I don't know how Cabrera was, but I, I know from what I've seen with Reyes and the younger players. So uh, don't know how that would work out, but maybe bring them both back so you have some strength up. And don't forget, you got Flores coming back. I don't know. I, I think part of the problem the Mets have is they have too many of these guys that are supposedly these substitute guys that can play different positions, but they don't play one position really good. And and I think that's that's a problem. And then they keep switching these guys around. I, I maybe I just don't understand the new way of baseball. Maybe the maybe the game has changed so much that uh, I I I don't know. I because I look at their infield for next year, and it's it's very confusing to me because you you have uh, the only one is Rosario at shortstop. 
Who's going to play third base? Well, you know, you talk about Cabrera, you talk about Flores, you talk about uh, uh, Jose Reyes if they decide to bring him back, unless they go after somebody. Okay, and then you got second base. Who's going to play there? Well, is it going to be Chichini? Is it going to be Reyes if they bring him back? Is it going to be Cabrera at second? Is it going to be um, um, Reynolds at second? I Again, a very confusing situation. First base, I'm not even sure that's solid. They're going to give every shot to Dominic Smith. Can he handle it on an everyday basis? I'm not even sure about that. I I wasn't happy uh, with his fielding. I wasn't happy with his hitting. He hit for some power, I know. So all the the sabermetric uh, analytic uh, power guys out there are drooling. But what did he do the rest of the time? He didn't do much. And he was touted as this future uh, gold glove uh, superstar. And to be honest, his fielding didn't live up to that at all as well. So um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a big question. And that's something else they should consider first base. So, um, maybe going for a guy like uh, Todd Frazier, I don't know what kind of contract he's going to want, and they probably won't want to spend the money, but maybe he would be a guy because he's played some first base. So you could play him at third. If Smith doesn't work out, you could move Frazier to first. Are they going to move right to first base? That's another possibility that we're... They, they've they heard uh, around uh, the time to do that would be spring training. So we'll see what happens there because that would be a big move. And you could play him against lefties. You could play him against other guys and break in Smith slowly. But can he play first base? Remember when they tried to put Piazza at first base and he couldn't play it? Uh, first base isn't that easy a position. And people like this, I'll just stick him at first base. It's an easy position. It's not that easy position to play. There's a lot of things to do with footwork, stretches, uh, cutoffs. There's a lot involved. So it's not that easy a a place to play. And, um... Look, I'd even consider getting Lucas Duda back, to be honest with you. You can always put Smith down in the minors for another year, let him get a little bit more seasoning, and you would know you had a solid first baseman who could hit home runs there if you brought Duda back, and uh, you got to see how the market goes for him. If there isn't much of a market, if he doesn't go back to Tampa Bay, I don't know what the situation is there. You may want to uh, consider that move. So uh, he's a free agent. We'll we'll learn more after the World Series that's going on right now and uh, find out what's uh, what's what after that when the free agent starts showing up and whatnot. But uh, for now, it's a big question mark, and and this is a lot of this stuff is what Callaway has to figure out going on this winter and he's got a couple of months before they go to spring training and he's got to have an idea as well as a coaching staff all right kevin long who did not get the job with the mets 
has uh, gotten permission to interview with the Washington Nationals for their managerial vacancy, along whose contract expires at the end of this month, has been the hitting coach for the Mets uh, for the last three seasons, and he was interviewed in early October here and did not get the job, of course. The Nationals uh, last week let Dusty Baker go, and uh, Washington also intends to interview Cubs bench coach Dave Martinez, so he could um, he could end up uh, as a bench coach or or the manager of the Nationals. And and don't forget the Phillies are looking for a manager. Uh, our division is quite a mess this NL East this year, if you think about it. With the uh, Phillies looking for a manager, the um, Marlins looking uh, with new owners looking to dump some of the high price players. Um, Washington looking for a manager now. Um, Phillies, I said, looking for a manager. The Mets looking for a manager. Now they have their manager. Um, and the Braves, the Braves are being investigated because their general manager had uh, uh, something to do with um, international signings and the money therefore that goes with that so uh, he resigned so everybody's in a turmoil in this diversion and it's gonna be a a wild winter in in the nl east watching what the heck goes on and of course uh and now in the al east the red sox fired their manager but they hired the manager and the yankees today let joe girardi go that's an interesting situation because a good fit for him may be in Washington, so he could be going. Uh, he could be going to the Nationals as their manager, and he could bring Kevin Long with him. They worked together for a few years with the Yankees, so he could bring uh, uh, Kevin Long back with him to the Nationals, and that would be interesting to have him in this division as well. Uh, no matter how you slice it, there's going to be three new managers in the NL East next year. And uh, and who knows? Maybe four. If uh, Derek Jeter doesn't like Mattingly at the manager at the Marlins, he could axe him. Uh, he seems to be uh, cutting everything over there. So um, it's going to be a wild winter to figure out. And of course, everybody wants to have these things in place as much as possible before the uh, winter meeting so that, that's when they can try to build their teams and make their trades and deals all right let's take a quick break you know uh life is funny we started this uh this show a couple of days ago and i had two guests lined up and as uh things happen in life I don't have a guest now, so uh, they had to uh, uh, back out due to personal reasons, and uh, so you're stuck with me tonight, but let's take a quick break and be back after this. Looking for great Cardinals talk? Then check out Conversations with C70. My name is Daniel Shoftaw, and I talk with some of the great bloggers on the internet today about their teams. It always goes back to the Cardinals. Find the latest episode on my website, www.cardinal70.com or at baseballpodcast.net. Did you know that Baseball PhD can be heard on baseballtalkradio.com? 
Our shows rotate with other top baseball podcasts. Now, don't forget, that's BaseballTalkRadio.com. With us, we'll help you get a Ph.D. in life through baseball. With BaseballTalkRadio.com, you'll hear the rest of the excellent universe of baseball podcasts. 516-619-6341. That is the comment voicemail hotline if you'd like to be a part of the show and drop us a line leave us a comment or a voicemail question anything at all call that number 516-619-6341 or go to metsmusings.com and click on that widget in the middle of the screen and that's a speak pipe and you can leave a voicemail right through your computer through your computer's microphone or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way send us an email at metsmusings at gmail.com. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash metsmusings. And the Twitter handle is at metsmusings1. With all the Mets news, it is the news from around the world and around the corner. Here's Gary Mack. And we're back, and let's see. Uh, other news uh, in the Mets world this week. The Mets will pick up the uh, option, the $7 million option for Jerry, Jerry Blevins, according to John Heyman of FanRag Sports. Uh, he wanted to come back, and they, they're going to gonna make that come true. He had a 2.94 ERA and a 1.36 whip with 59, 69 strikeouts and 49 innings. He was in 75 games this past season. So Jerry Blevins will come back as the lefty coming out of the bullpen. In those tough spots, uh, he will be there. Uh, Dodge's outfielder and former Met Curtis Grandison was left off of the Dodge's World Series roster. He played in six postseason games with the Dodge's, three in each series, in 15 plate appearances. He only got one hit while striking out eight total times in those games. So uh, Grandison did not have such great luck in Los Angeles after being traded there. But um, it could be the end of the road for Curtis. He could uh, decide to retire after this. And if he he does, uh, perhaps... Dementia consider bringing him back into the system somewhere as a roving instructor, uh, as a coach of some sort, or maybe even a minor league manager, because I have a feeling there's going to be more shakeups uh, in, in the minor leagues as we go along here. Um, I'd I mentioned about the Mets removing the five players from the 40-man roster. Uh, here's the list. Eric Adell, Tyler Pill, Travis Tyrone. Wilma Becerra and Phil Evans. I'm surprised about Becerra and Evans. Not so much about uh, Tyrone, uh, Tyler Pill, and Eric Goodell. They struggled this year. Uh, Evans did play very well, though, when he was brought up to this team. I think he hit 303 in 19. Very, very tiny sample. I understand, but uh, still. You have to go on something, and uh, he played pretty good defense, and uh, hit pretty well, so uh, I was a little bit uh, shocked about that, but 
that's the way it goes. So uh, he'll be back, though, and if he can uh, turn some heads, uh, especially with Mickey Callaway, a new manager there. And, and we don't know what's going to happen over the winter. Um, this this team, the face of this team, could change drastically by the time we get to spring training. There could be trades. There could be other people let go. Um, there could be cuts. I mean, there could be anything that happens from now until February. So it, there will be a lot of watching to do. And, and I have a feeling with the, this makes about I'm gonna say I don't know forty guys that they released in the minor leagues, and I I think the minor I think they were serious that they felt the minor leagues really need a shakeup, and I think it goes back to the philosophy is not there, and these guys are not prepared when they get to the major leagues, and that's one thing that that Alderson did address. He was not happy with that, and. Um, very important stuff. That's what they're there for. And, uh, you know, just just as an example, a couple of years ago, Pedro Lopez was very highly respected in this organization. At Binghamton, he won a championship. They they were looking for every out. They brought him up in September one, one year to uh, be on, you know, uh, be on the bench uh, as a, a extra coach. Uh, as they often do every September when they call up the players, they also bring up a, a manager or two from the minor leagues, and he was brought up. And, uh, of course, given the Vegas job last year, and now he's been reassigning the organization, and guys are not so uh, happy. They weren't happy with the job, I guess. I can't blame it all on him. But I guess they weren't happy with his job or his preparation of these guys to come to the majors. Interestingly enough, he did a fine job preparing him for another level. Maybe the skill set uh, wasn't there to bring him that extra level. He could move him along and prepare them for the next level as far as the minor league system go. But maybe he didn't have the skill set for the to, to make that j jump from AAA to the majors. I, I don't know personally, but it, it's very strange that they were high on him and now he's kind of, an, you know, pushed aside. So uh, I, there could be other changes. Uh, Egordo Alfonso had an absolutely terrible year in Brooklyn. Could they look to make a change there? They could. Uh, Alfonso is a good soldier. I'm sure they would take care of him one way or the other, keep him there as a coach. I, I'm not real sure he was happy as a manager. He liked the coaching aspect of the job. Uh, he loved it when he worked with Tom Gamboa for three years. I'm not quite so sure he liked being the top guy. But, you know, we'll see. Again, over the course of the winter, that's what it's going to be to see whether he talks to them and doesn't want to come back as the Cyclones manager or whether he just soldiers up as he's done in the past and, and takes the job and stays there as the Cyclones manager. But uh, the, the team was really atrocious. I, it, it cannot all be blamed on Alfonso. Uh, it could have been poor drafting. Uh, though David Peterson was a good, uh, a good pick, uh, he just... You know, um, 
<laughs> it's a tough call. It, it really is. It's so hard to, to get the right guy for these different jobs and to keep them them happy as well, you know. And uh, uh, the Cyclones have had a, a bunch of guys there, that, that, and most of them have done really good jobs. I, I just want to go back to something that I had said a couple of weeks ago that I wonder if they're regretting the uh, – the release of, uh, or however you want to put it, the firing or the the resignation of Wally Backman. I'm sure Wally Backman is regretting some of the things he popped off about. But um, you have to wonder, because at least that was one thing. I mean, guys were better prepared uh, for the major leagues under the uh, Wally Backman tutelage. And and I still can't figure out why Frank Viola is not getting any love at all uh, for this pitching uh, coach job or or even maybe the bullpen coach. Maybe they'll, they'll bring him up that way. I don't know. He's going to lead the organization probably. Um, you know, um, hate to see him go. Hope he, you know, if he doesn't get a job here, um, maybe the bullpen coach is something they should consider. See, everything's on hold now because uh, of the World Series, so we're not going to hear about a lot of stuff. You might hear a little bit of rumors and stuff, but I don't think there's a lot of going on right now because the series is going on. They're not allowed to announce anything. That's why they got it in those off days. Boston and the Mets announced their managers because you were allowed to do it at that point in time. But after that, uh, you have to wait till after the World Series. And then, of course, other factors come in. Um, uh, that's why I'm surprised that the the new well it's it is an off day so the Yankees news about Girardi came out today so uh, it's crazy isn't it it's just it's a crazy world and uh, these um, these organizations want to go in a different direction as far as the manager is concerned and they want somebody that'll push the right button. I, I could see in the future that we don't even have a manager that you just have somebody on the, the, uh, in the dugout that is looking at a computer screen. that's telling them everything that the analytics guys want them to do. And, uh, they'll, they'll just go out and tell the umpires if we have any umpires left, maybe they'll just push a button and communicate something. And, uh, who knows? In, in 50 years, they could all have visors on that, that tell them where to stand and what to do and, and how many pitches to throw and what pitch to throw. Who knows? I know. It's kind of, it's getting a little nutty. Um, and then you know what will happen eventually? They'll go back to the old way of scouting because uh, teams will say, oh, this isn't working. we got to try something different. And somebody will say, oh, uh, I got a guy that just found this kid that was in high school in the bushes somewhere, and and uh, they'll start signing some scouts and signing some players, and the next thing you know, everybody will be doing it. So everything is cyclical. Hopefully we'll see a return to that. Uh, the former Major League Baseball player manager and TV Analyst and World Series MVP Ray Knight has been charged with assault and battery after an incident in his home in the Alexandria area of Fairfax County, Virginia, 
officers responded to a fight call in uh, the 7500 block of Ashby Lane around 4 a.m. Sunday after an argument between Knight and an acquaintance, a 38, 33-year-old man became physical. Both men had physical injuries. The victim was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Knight was also treated at a hospital and then taken to the adult detention center. He has since been released and his scheduled court date is January 8th, 2018. Um... Night is currently a broadcast for, for Nats Extra on the Mid-Atlantic Sports Network, M-A-S-M. So Ray Knight still throwing those punches, even at age, what is he, about 64 now? Uh, Ray, you know, you got to calm down, man. Calm down. You got <laughs> to get a grip on things. All right, let's take another quick break. And then come back with some uh, little bit of minor league news. Uh, so when we come back. Hey, baseball fans and book fans as well. This is Frank Nappy, author of the Legend of Mickey Tussler series, inviting all of you to learn more about my protagonist, Mickey Tussler, an incredible pitching prodigy who has autism. Follow Mickey's journey as he captures the hearts of fans everywhere with his blazing fastball and indomitable spirit. Please visit Amazon or www.franknappy.com for more information. Hi, this is the world-famous Mr. Brewtown of BrewtownSports.Potomatic.com. You know, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, Plus. Uh, Brewtown Sports. You can also listen to the show at Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, and iTunes.com. And we've got the new one. It's called BrewtownRadio.Webley.com. But the one that I'm most proud of being on is BaseballPodcast.net. It is the home of great baseball talk shows. Check it out, my show, and all kinds of other programs all about Major League Baseball. So check it out. That's BaseballPodcast.net, the home for great baseball talk shows. The Phillies and Mets rivalry has never been better. Hi, my name is Rich Baxter, and I host Phillies Talk Podcast. I hope you'll join me as we talk all about the Phillies all season long. That's Phillies Talk Podcast at FightinPhillies.com. And now back to Gary Mack and this great edition of Mets Musings. Five one six six one nine six three four one. That is the comment voicemail hotline. If you'd like to be a part of the show and drop us a line, leave us a comment or a voicemail question, anything at all. Call that number five one six six one nine six three four one, or go to metsmusings.com and click on that widget in the middle of the screen, and that's a speak pipe, and you can leave a voicemail right through your computer through your computer's microphone. Or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way, send us an email at metsmusings at gmail.com. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash metsmusings. And the Twitter handle is at metsmusings1. And uh, if you'd uh, like to help out the show, check out our Patreon page. Check out the campaign at patreon.com slash metsmusings. 
And we are back, and we've got some minor league news. <laughs> so let's go down on the farm. Baseball America Wednesday released the top 10 in the Mets minor league system going into 2018, and they are number one, Andres Jimenez, a shortstop. Number two, David Peterson, a left-handed pitcher. Uh, number three, Justin Dunn, a right-handed pitcher. Uh, number four, a uh, former guest on Mets Musings. He was on last week, Peter Alonzo, first baseman. Um, number five, Thomas Zapucky, a left-handed pitcher. Number six, Mark Vientos. Number seven, Marcus Molina. Number eight, Desmond Lindsay. Number nine, Chris Flexen, who um, actually made his major league appearance. A couple of major league pitched pretty decently, I thought, overall. For a guy that came up from double-A ball, he's on the list at number nine. And number 10, Luis Guillerme, who's the second baseman shortstop, who is playing uh, out in Arizona in the fall league. And uh, that is the Baseball America top 10 of the Mets farm system. Farm system. And at a meeting this week in uh, the Port St. Lucie area, the city council approved the plan to upgrade first data field, spring training home of the New York Mets starting in 2018. The ballpark and adjacent complex will undergo a $55 million renovation that improves both fan and player amenities. St. Lucie County officials have already approved borrowing $60 million to help finance the improvements and a $20 million state grant for the project was secured early this year. Hmm. The renovation plan was discussed on Monday and approved by the city council. Uh, it will uh, include building a concourse that would wrap around the field and provide fans with areas of views of the bullpen beyond the center field wall. The 360-degree outdoor concourse is a popular feature that is being incorporated into many baseball stadiums. Other improvements include the addition of 38,767 square feet to the stadium and clubhouse and the development of new feels city records show no additional seating is proposed the renovations are slated to conclude in 2019 in addition to hosting spring training for the mets first data field also serves as the regular season home of the saint Lucie mets the high a florida state league of the new york mets and congratulations go out to the Brooklyn Cyclones of the short season Class A New York Penn League. They are the recipients of the 52nd Annual Larry McPhail Award, symbolizing the top promotional effort in minor league baseball. The award has been presented since 1966 and is named after Hall of Famer Leland Stanford Larry McPhail Sr., who introduced innovations such as night baseball, airplane travel, pension plans, and batting helmets. The Cyclones will receive their award at the Baseball Winter Meetings Banquet on some Sunday, December 10th, at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Resort in Orlando, Florida. The Cyclones are just the second New York Penn League team to win the award, joining the Lowell Spinners in two, uh, who won it in 2000. 
the uh, Cyclones combination of unique giveaways, theme nights, community programs, and television slash social media commercials led them to become the first short season franchise in history to draw over 200,000 fans for 16 consecutive years, and they have led the New York Penn League in attendance for the last 17 years. Uh, they claim the minor league promotion of the year honors in 14 to 15, 2014, 2015, and they are consistently challenging ourselves as a staff. This is from um, General Manager Kevin Mahoney to make MCU Park even more fun and entertaining for our fans. So, congratulations to Cyclones for winning the New York. Uh, I mean, the Larry McPhail Award of uh, Minor League Baseball. And, well, that's it. That's the show for tonight. All right. I hope you enjoyed the show. Like I said, uh, oh, trying to work for on getting guests. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. But we have a manager now, folks. So let's, let's be of good cheer and remember that... Uh, you know, they're, not, they're slipping us a Mickey, maybe, but what the heck. So, uh, Mickey Calloway is here. Have no fear. Mickey Calloway is here. So, we'll see where the Mickey Calloway era takes us as we all uh, look forward to the 2018 season. And I'm going to look forward to uh, uh, next week's show. Who knows what's going to happen? All right, so until then, remember, watch the World Series. It's really good so far. And keep the faith, stay optimistic, and as always, let's go now.